Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 458. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We're going to talk some football tonight. In fact, what are we going to talk about? Oh, it's on the ground. Better pick it up. Well, what are we going to talk about? Vernon Adams has gone for six. Woo! This receiver's list is bullshit. Taylor Cornelius is starting. Alex Bazzi's back at BC. Five games. Does Ottawa got any hope? No fucking way. And power rankings. We're going to talk about power rankings. And why are they three-down power rankings? I don't think three-down nation actually understands anything about football, or at least they haven't proved it to me. Uh, What am I pissed off at today? Oh, guess what? I'm in Facebook jail again for seven days this time. Can you believe it? What the fuck am I in Facebook jail for seven days? Do you know what I said? I'm, at, I'm having a discussion with a friend, and this guy pipes up and starts talking about how bad and how communistic Canada is and what a shithole it is, and he's so happy that he lives in America. And my friend goes, you really, why, do you, why are you wasting your time arguing with stupid people? And I says, because it's fun to pick on dumbass Americans. And Facebook doesn't like people calling dumbass Americans. They, they, I, I cannot believe I got Facebook jail for seven days for saying dumbass Americans. Well, they are dumbass Americans. I, it's, it's very difficult to find a smart one. Oh no, maybe I'm, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. But the ones that I'm ta- dealing with right now are dumbass Americans. And I'm sorry if you're listening to my podcast and you're an American, and just take it with a grain of salt, okay? Because you weren't arguing with me about something that's really stupid, okay? Uh, this guy was, and he was being a dumbass. So, but now I'm in Facebook jail, not allowed to post, not allowed to like, not allowed to. I can't even remove a friend from my. I, I can't unfriend somebody because I have lost my privileges. I tried to get rid of one of the. Uh, Ottawa guys, I think. I don't know. Somebody who was be, just being a dick, been a dick for too long. So I thought I'd just remove him from my face. I'd never do that. But this guy was just pissing me off. So I thought I'd remove him. And I can't do that. So I, I don't know. So here it is. Here's the rant. Face, you're a platform. Okay? You're not an editor. You don't have the right to pick and choose what someone says. You're a platform. You're a soapbox. You're just a microphone where we get to talk about what we want to talk about. Not You do not have the right to pick and choose what we say. You don't have the right to edit it, and you don't have the right to throw us in jail because you don't like something that we said. I'm sorry. I don't care about your fucking community standards. They suck. They don't, they're not even real. Okay? You, you guys make shit up for no reason at all. And then there's no appeal process worth a pinch of coon shit because you've got another computer guessing it. And I don't know. You guys are absolute losers. If there was another platform out there that was comparable, I'd be gone. 
in a heartbeat. And so would billions of other people because everybody is sick of your bullshit and, and your I'm better than thou attitude and holier than thou attitude. And I don't know what to say. You guys are just a bunch of fucking idiots. You're a platform. Facebook, go bite yourself. Mark Zuckerberg, you're a dick. Okay? I don't know what else to say. I'm, this, this is my rant about CFL. No, it's not about CFL. I can't post anything about CFL because I'm in Facebook jail. Because Facebook doesn't like somebody saying dumbass parents. Well, you know what? They are dumbasses. Oh, my God. I'm on a rant. I, I don't know what to say anymore. I'm just going to shut up, and I'm going to the mics and bring in the people. And I know Will's laughing his ass off right now. But uh, welcome to the show, William. How you doing? William, talk now. Hello, I'm here. I'm here. I, I'm doing just fine, sir. Um, <laughs> you know See, what? See, I told you he's laughing you his want... ass off. Okay, and and I know that you go on Facebook for mindless entertainment, okay? Uh, it is. That's well, exactly what it is. Well, I suggest that if, if you got kicked out of Facebook, just just try TikTok for a couple of days, okay? <laughs> I don't want to sit there and watch me doing stupid Come shit, on. okay? Come on. TikTok is funny, okay? I'm sorry. TikTok makes me laugh every day when I get down and depressed. I just put it on, and it's hilarious, okay? So, um, well, I'm sorry that Facebook treats you so bad. I've never been in Facebook jail. That's because um, you haven't upped your game. So you need to up your game. A I little guess bit. I haven't. I guess I haven't. But I mean, and I, I think your sentence gets longer every time you offend because the last time you were only out for three days. I know. Now it, you're it out. It, it now you're out for with, seven. It was 24 hours. I mean. And you get two 24 wonder, hours, then you get two three days, and then you get two seven days, and then I understand you go straight to 30. Oh, I was thinking after three offenses, you get life or something like that. No, you get 30 days. They, they, they will terminate your account. I, you know, I, I think oh, okay. I'm just going to start. I'm just going to build a pseudo account. Yeah, you should start that now before they. I know. I said that last time, and okay. I haven't done it yet. Only because it's too yeah, hard. You do it. You should do it. So maybe maybe in your case, maybe I'm thinking 10 accounts. 10 accounts. That well, they're going to get banned and everything else because I'll say stupid shit right away with them because if I lose one, I lose right. one. I'll just go create another Gmail account and get another fucking name. There you go. You can do that. I can. Go to town, baby. Go to town. I'm excited because winter is coming. I cleaned oh, my yard up this, this morning when I got up. I know it was it's minus five here in the morning. I cleaned up my yard on the weekend. I put it all away. I got forty bags of leaves, and I still I still could probably get another forty bags of leaves. Okay, I just hate winter. I'm not looking forward to it at all. And I'm getting and I'm putting my snow tires on this Saturday, so. Well, weren't they supposed to be on October 1st? No, that's in D.C. You guys have that stupid rule. Okay. We we, we don't have to have them here if you don't want them. Actually, last winter winter was the first time I bought winter tires because I was going to B.C. just before October, and I know that stupid rule existed, 
And then after I bought snow we have tires mountains. and new rims, okay. you guys don't after have I bought snow tires, mm-hmm. after I bought snow tires and new rims, I, rims, I decided to fly instead. So, but now I have snow <laughs> tires and new rims, so I guess I put them on. And I have Might discovered well. that in Calgary, when you get snow tires and new rims, you can do 160 in winter on Deerfoot Trail. So there you go. There you go. And be under control. And be under control. Yeah, it's important. There you go. To swerve My, around I, all those new Canadians. Oops, did I say that? Sorry. I, I was looking at my, my car the other day, and uh, the, the tires that are on it, because I have to buy some new tires for, because these are not dirt track tires, and I run on a dirt track. They're asphalt tires. And I was looking at them, and they actually, they're DOT approved, and they have a little M&S on it. So my race car is good for the snow. I, I can go racing in the snow. I thought that was there pretty cool. So I'm going to there try to go. get myself. I want to go in the Santa Claus parade. Oh, okay. In so Merritt? I'm allowed to drive on the street. Yes, yeah, there's a Santa Claus parade in Merritt. In Merritt? <laughs> yes, in Merritt. Okay. It's like two blocks long. everybody in there, right? No, it's not. It's actually about four blocks long, Charles. Oh, okay. They doubled it. <laughs> no, they didn't double it. It's always been four blocks long. Okay. Calm down. Yes, I know. There's only 7,000 people in Merritt, okay? Actually, there's closer to eight now, but I'll say something. And, uh, and I know where Charles lives in Abbotsford. There's 120,000, 150,000 people now in Abbotsford because I got into an argument with another stupid person uh, on Facebook the other day who was trying to – I said that we should move the BC Lions out to the Fraser Valley. And they said, why would you move it out to where there's no population? Did you know that from Surrey East, there's over a million people? Yep. There's only 230,000 people in Regina. So I think yep. a million people in the Fraser Valley could support a football team. Just, I'm just saying. So anyhow, I, I still believe the BC Lions should move out to... South Surrey, really close to Langley, out Highway 10 area. Uh, that's where the SkyTrain is going to be extended to. And uh, it would be a perfect place to build like a 35,000-seat stadium. I'd like to see a roof on it, but, you know, let's not push it. Um, and, uh, and and build a stadium. And it would be full. It would be full every fucking game. Contrary to what everybody believes, it would be full. I have no doubt. That's where a lot of their fan base comes from now. And if they didn't oh, have to go so far, they more people would come. Like, seriously, have you gone to a BC Lions football game, got out and tried to get on the SkyTrain? Ugh. I hope you it's like, like an hour an away. hour-long line. Yeah. Just, and nobody gets off before Surrey. Like a bunch of, uh, get put in like a bunch of cattle. Yeah. They're herding you in. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's uh, it would without question that the stadium, thirty-five thousand seat stadium, would be full. You'd get a lot more people from Abbotsford because it's an eight-hour commute, eight-hour round trip for going to Abbotsford to the BC Lions game. So you would be, it would be way better, way, way, way better. You'd cut two two hours off of a game to game experience, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, it would fill up. There'd be so many more people. 
that's just my personal belief on uh, on the BC Lions. I I, I bubble, I've been told, and recently I didn't. I was completely aware of unaware of it. But uh, the same thing for Toronto Argonauts. Uh, they need to be moved out of yeah, town. I was actually going to put. I saw an article about that about the traffic woes getting to the. I was actually going to put that in the agenda, but I forgot. But yeah, they, they apparently have the same same issue. Yeah. And, and it, worse it's because they got time. more people. Well, my big understanding time. is BMO, BMO Field, um, is completely surrounded by a uh, a European descent demographic, football fans, uh, soccer fans. Yep. BMO Field is in the perfect location for soccer fans. It's in a terrible location for football fans. I don't know. This is what I've been told. And, you know, if somebody from the Argos fan club or, or what do they call themselves? The boatmen? No. Um, no, aren't they the Argo, Argo lifers. lifers? Argo lifers. That's right. From those guys, if you guys are online here and you're listening to this, tell us. Let me know what you think and how the best way to fix Toronto's woes are. I'm not picking on Toronto because it has low attendance. I absolutely will never do that. I just know that their attendance is lacking. It didn't used to be. Something has changed, and I don't believe it's the arrogant city expecting to have an NFL team. Something else has changed, and I I need to know, is it the demographics? Is it the immigration in the city core itself? It's been it's now too expensive for the a blue collar working man who is the BC, who is cheapest, the football fan. Apparently, still it's still the cheapest ticket in the CFL. Yeah, and and you see what happened the other day with fucking MLSE who uh, put together a uh, package for some auction or something, and they included season tickets to the, the Raptors, the Leafs, the Jays, all all the different sports, except the Argos. They even put the lacrosse in there, but they didn't include That's because they don't care. Why do they own the team? I have no idea why they ever bought it, because they've done nothing with it. I, You know, I'm just dumbstruck by that. I, I'm really hoping that this uh, new owner of the BC Lions, I, I can't remember his name yet, but um, he he seems to be a fan. Yep. I mean, he grew up watching the game, so he understands the game. He's a fan. It wasn't just bought for no reason, and uh, mm-hmm. so be it. Um, Not hopefully just he can do right something off. with it. But I don't know if he understands. that. And BC Play Stadium is an absolutely beautiful building. Anybody who hasn't been there doesn't, doesn't understand how wonderful it is. There's so many people that say, oh, IGF is better or Mosaic is They're not. I'm sorry. Um, PC Place is the ultimate venue for football in this capacity. Um, yes, there's good things about everything. The concourse level at, at IGF is awesome. I'm, I'm not disputing that. But PC Place is a, 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 a work of art. Okay? And BC Lions only pay like $200,000 a year to play there. Okay? So it's really hard, hard for the Lions to leave that establishment. It's almost impossible. It's e- uneconomical. And 
with the downtown core and the sponsorship, BC Lions have more sponsorship dollars than all the other eight teams combined. And I was told by David Braley himself that the numbers for attendance would have to be below 12,000 before he starts to lose money. Okay? And we've been sitting at 18,000 for, you know, the last little while, 18, 20,000. So uh, BC Lions have been profitable regardless of what Rudy wants to say or anybody else back in the prairies. Uh, BC Lions have been profitable. Yes, this COVID year, nobody's profitable. So uh, let's just move on from that. We are t- kind of talking football, but we're not definitely not following our agenda right at this moment. Um, okay, so let's go over. Yes, my account is restricted. Your account is restricted for six days. Your previous post didn't follow the community standard. You cannot do things like post or comment. Fuck off already, Facebook. Just keeps coming up. They keep popping up with warnings on me all the time. And I really didn't say, did you, I, you know what my exact word? see them it, it, it was it was lame I've like, seen worse but it yeah I I've said seen worse. much worse yeah I've seen much worse yeah and no one got my 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 exact comment was but it's fun to play with dumbass Americans they truly believe they are star spangled awesome like Fuck me. I have said way worse on Facebook, and everything's been fine. And now they've changed their rules, and this just, like, sucks ass. Okay, I'm going to calm down a little bit here. Okay, uh, we had five games. Actually, we didn't have five games. We had four games, but Sparky's still including that game that we already talked about because it was before, just before our last. I'm back in my office, and I really like being in my office because it's really nice, but because the heat's on all the time, all the flies have woken up, and this thing's infested, and I'm killing flies all, for all night here. Corpses all over the place. Okay, so we got five games. We've already talked about this Ontario-Toronto, uh, Toronto beating the Ottawa Red Blacks 35-16. But we'll continue with it because... Uh, total points was 41. We're not going to talk about the game. I'm not going to go, go pull the audience here, uh, the panel, about what was going on. Uh, Charles, you took Ottawa at 40. Uh, you got no points for the for the loss, but you got you were off by 11, so you got 20 points. Uh, William, you took Toronto. Uh, you got 35. Uh, you're off by 16. You picked up 10 extra points, so you got 110. CJ picked up uh, Toronto at 42. I was off by nine, so I picked up 124 points for that game. <laughs> the next game was the Edmonton-Winnipeg game. Now, who was surprised by the outcome of this game? I honestly Nobody. thought that there would be more points scored. I thought Winnipeg would have scored more points than 30, and I definitely thought Edmonton would have scored more points than three. Yeah. Three is an embarrassment. That was the lowest scoring game this season so far. How the Edmonton Elks fans are dealing with this, they're not. They're not dealing very well at all. I'm on the Edmonton Elks 
Facebook group, and they are losing their shit over this. Um, and their head coach, Jamie Elzondo, has said that Trevor Harris will not be starting coming up. We're going to talk about that a little later on, so we're not going to talk about it right now. But this game, Winnipeg should have scored more than 30 points. That's all i got to say. <clears throat> this game was terrible, okay? Winnipeg only scoring 30 points was a little bit pathetic. That's just my take on this. Charles? Well, I don't know how you call it pathetic when you beat a team 30-3. to You beat them by 27 points. But, I mean... The Bombers' defense is is solid. They're the best defense in the league. I mean, I, there's no doubt about it now. Um, Trevor Harris, I know we're going to talk about him later, but he should not have been playing. He was nowhere near 100%. He should not have been in that game to begin with. Um, yeah, and the Eskimos were, were just a non-factor. It was, it was it was embarrassing. I mean, this is a team that uh, – Remember back to the season, and we talked about it before. I think we even brought it up last week that people were saying, oh, they're going to be the best team in the league. Look out for Edmonton. They're going to be really good. What the hell were these people seeing? But to be perfectly honest, um, I don't know. This team, um, I think they're going to finish last now because you see Calgary, they're warming up, and the other three teams in the league, BC, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, they're better teams. I know – Edmonton beat us that one game, but that's because the Lions came out and played a, played an egg. They're no, they the worst the team bad. in the West, and I, th- I think they're going to finish last right now. This team is in quite a bit of disarray at this point. Um, yeah, this is just bad. Winnipeg, I mean, they're slowly – I mean, they're right now the class of league. I'm not saying they're a dominant team, but they're clearly the best team in the CFL right now. I don't think there's any doubt about that, and that – that defense they have is absolutely uh, – it's a, it's a really, really good defense. Uh, very solid defense. They're a team that looks like the, they're not impossible to beat, but they're hard to beat. So, uh, you know, maybe should they have scored more? Possibly. But, I mean, when you get up on a team like that, you don't really need – it's just a normal tendency for a team to kind of take their foot off the gas and – Sometimes when you get a big lead like that, especially in your own division, points yeah, count. That's yeah, a good point. Fair enough. But um, they want it. They want it going away. Should they have won it by more? Maybe. But they still want it going away. So I'm, I'm not going to go after them for that. They got the win, and that's what you're supposed to do. Can't argue. William? Yes. Now, you guys do know that it's a back-to-back home-and-home series with these two, right? So it's the same thing. Winnipeg is playing Edmonton this week in Edmonton. Yes. They'll probably fuck them again. I know that. Sad but true. I know that. You know that. Yes. But, okay, two things, two things. Why did Winnipeg only score 30 points? Because they're getting complacent. They're thinking, oh, well, we, we're going to win anyways, so we don't have to win by 60 points. Let's just score 30. And if Winnipeg, if Winnipeg goes on this year and wins the Great Cup, 
I'm going to start a petition because I'm right. Teams do not need kickers. Winnipeg is a perfect <laughs> example. Oh, they're kicking atrocious. Their kicking is atrocious. And and but they keep on winning. Okay? <sighs> kickers are obsolete. Okay? Replace them with another quarterback or a running back or something. Come on, guys. So I watched that entire game. I I was hoping I'd see an exciting game. It wasn't that exciting. Winnipeg is dominant. Their defense is dominant. Their their offense just ticks along. And don't forget, they didn't have they didn't have Mr. DUI in the lineup either. Okay, no. so that could be why they didn't score more than thirty mm-hmm. points. Um, well, and the kicker missed three field goals. That is correct. So it could have been forty to three. So why don't you you just go on third down then? Oh, a great question. Because 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 O'Shea has to justify the kicker's salary. Okay, that's why. It's that simple. I mean, yeah, Winnipeg is the class of the league. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And their defense okay. is very good. So we're looking so, at Winnipeg, who is currently seven and one in the season. Okay, that is and correct. They play Edmonton this week coming up. Yep. Okay, I'm not going to say anything about that game. They play BC, so BC's got you know needs to step up their game, uh, but they're playing in Winnipeg, and then they have a bye, and then Winnipeg plays Montreal, and then Winnipeg plays Montreal. And then Winnipeg plays Calgary, and it's the end of the season. Right. <laughs> they really don't have a lot of challenges coming up. They could go thir- They could easily go thirteen and one. Gentlemen, remember, I come from a team who's just like Winnipeg all the time. I know. I know. The last, the last four or five games of the year mean nothing. Mm-hmm. They are going, they puts, are going to play Edmonton this week, and they will they will secure a playoff position this week in week eleven. Right, right, and then it's hard to stay motivated. It's hard to play your starters. Everything is hard, and I I just I, it puts you in a bad rhythm. Yeah, so I, I, I would, understand. I would rather be. I would rather be a a ten and, and four team or something like that than than not. Okay, you and you think about them you think about them in two thousand and nineteen. They had to go to everybody's opposing field to get to the Grey Cup and win the Grey Cup. And they did it. This year, they're going to not have to do that by the look of things unless they completely implode between now and then. And I'm not, going to, I'm not going to say it's going to happen. I'm not going to say it's going to happen, but there's two things with Winnipeg. I think they're, they're, they're playing better than everybody else, but I still cringe. I still cringe every time Zach Kolaris runs with the ball. Okay? Yeah. Because ah, one hit. I do too. One hit, their season is over, okay? I don't care how good their defense is. Their season is over. Okay, so, and just saying. So, 
now we're, we're sitting here in week 10, coming into week 11. We've seen half a year of Zach Caleros playing football. We saw him go in and take a – do you guys, like, believe me now that he's one of the most talented quarterbacks that we've had in, in, in a long time in the CFL? I never disagreed with um, that. I always, I always did. Um, uh, you're not gonna hear. You're not gonna like what I'm gonna say, Christopher. What's that? You know what I'm gonna say. You know what I'm gonna say. What? Look at all that talent around him. Uh, it, of course. Of okay. course. And that, that's the Makes that's the that whole Levi Mitchell argument, Makes him right? That much better. Makes him that much better. Yeah. Uh, it it does, and I can, I'm not going mean, to argue or dispute with that. If you put if you put Bo Levi Mitchell on that team, holy shit! Or Mike Riley, look. Oh, so you put Mike Riley on that team. team. There, it's a dynasty. They would oh never my lose. God, never. Anyway, well, then again, they're not losing now. So. No, they're not. Yeah. They're not losing now. They lost to the Toronto Argonauts, and oh my God, have you heard? Toronto Argonaut fans and how wonderful that they are and their shit don't stink the best team in the league so they are the best team in the league have you heard the shit from coming out of some of the Argo fans oh yeah, my god yeah it, uh, it's scary oh yeah the, Ar- the Argo fans think they're, they're, they're top of the top of the hill there they, yeah they do not understand the power rankings they, they, don't, they yeah. do not understand why the power rankings are the way that they are. No. Well, I mean, actually, Three Down Nation had them in second, which is yeah, kind of laugh, kind of well, laugh. I, I was, I was thinking, why did we use Three Down Nation's power rankings? Because they're well, they kind of pathetic. It was just, the, it was just the first ones I found. I couldn't they're find kind of, any I other ones. Like, well. I I put in yes, CFL okay. power rankings and that's what I found, so I just did that. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I I haven't found a CFL or TS power rankings, and I wasn't going to go to that that other American guy. What's his name? Gobsputter or uh, whatever. Who? Gobsputter. <laughs> Gobsputter. <laughs> yeah, something like Gobsmack. Yeah, something like that. What was his name? Uh, Belton, so, uh, uh, Belton Johnson's got some power rankings up that aren't aren't that bad, actually. Uh, he's one of the more his actually ones to be, I was see, his seem to be uh, reasonable a lot. Yeah, not always, but a lot of times they're pretty good. I get a lot of shit because he has not got the rise very high right now. Got them in like sixth place. Killed another fly. Okay. Um, I'm trying to look for this guy. What's his name? He's an American. He's good, good sputter, good batter, good something. You don't, you don't know what I'm talking about? I have Charles? no idea who you're talking about. Nope. No, I don't actually know. Uh, yeah, he does the grueling truth. Grant, good, good pastor or something. Oh, okay, something like that. I know, I know the site, but I don't know what the guy's name is. Yeah. Let's see what he's got. Uh, he's he, he as well. Just he's a clone of. Uh, a clone of which? 
three down nation. Oh, no. His, his power ranking is pretty much the same, uh, which we're going to get to in a bit. We're still talking about our games here, and uh, I just lost. There they, there they are. I lost Sparky for a minute. Okay, so, um, Will, did you talk to me? Yeah, you talked about the word. We're finished this Winnipeg-Edmonton game. 33 was the yep. total points. Uh, Charles, you took Winnipeg at 44. You're off by 11. You got 120. Will was off by four. Uh, he got 134. CJ was off by 29. He got 100. There's no bonus there for him. I still got 100. <laughs> I just got 100. Okay, the next game was the Calgary-Saskatchewan game. Calgary finished this one. In, this is in Mosaic Stadium. In Mosaic yep. Stadium. You should have heard the noise. And what happens? Ready Paradise. The, the guy Will wants to, like, unemploy because kickers don't matter, comes out and boots a walk-off field goal victory for Calgary Stampeders, and the Riders lose again. This was amazing. This was an amazing finish to this game. I love it. I was jumping up and down cheering. And even though I didn't want Saskatchewan to win, I didn't want Calgary to win because now Calgary's tied with BC, but Saskatchewan's not out of reach of either of them. So it was a really tough game for me, and I took Saskatchewan against my better judgment because I wanted – Will was getting pissed off because we were taking his picks all the time, so I thought, well, I'll chill out and I'll take the Riders for one because I we thought the Riders were going to win, but I should never have done it. I should have just picked Calgary because I hate the Riders. But anyhow, uh, it was a victorious evening for the Calgary Stampeders. They now look hot, even though Saskatchewan didn't look that great in that game. And whatever, uh, I'm not going to twist them. It was an exciting game right to the wire. Uh, 41 points for the total. Final score, Calgary 22, Saskatchewan 19. Not a stellar offensive performance by either team, but it was a good game. Charles, yep. Total score, you picked at 50. You're off by nine. You did pick the Saskatchewan Rockets. You tell us what happened in this game and how, what your take on it was. I thought it was going to be a lot high school, higher scoring than it was, but it didn't turn out that way. I think uh, this was actually a pretty entertaining game. It was back and forth. It wasn't super high scoring, but it had some drama, obviously, right to the end with Rene Paredes and so on. Um First of all, a lot of this game I listen to on my Sirius Satellite Radio. I don't know if I've ever heard worse homers than the frickin' Saskatchewan uh, play-by-play team. Oh, These is, guys is that pathetic? Straight up. Uh, um, I, I can't remember what their name are, but these guys are ridiculously impartial. I mean, I get that they're the team, they're the team broadcast, but show a little bit of impartiality. Uh, these guys were ridiculous homers. Um, if I'm the Riders or the Rider fans, I'm a little bit nervous that this is the second time I've been swept in back-to-back games by a division opponent. Uh, that's same division opponent. concern to me. Pardon? It's the same opponent. Well, no, they, they, they got swept back-to-back, with, so they oh, lost okay. two in a row to Calgary. And then I earlier apologize. in the year, yeah, they did the right. same thing against Winnipeg. Yeah. So that's a 
uh, a red flag for me. Um, Calgary, uh, they're getting better. Not necessarily their offense. Let's face it, they only put up 22 points. That's not huge offensive production. Their defense is starting to win them games. That defense is steadily improving from what it from what it was at the beginning of the season. Uh, so that's encouraging. Uh, Bolivia Mitchell was definitely better now, or he seems to be getting over that shoulder improved. injury and so on. It's improved. I mean, I don't think he's there yet, but he's improved. He looks a lot better than he uh, did. Uh, I remember that game against the Lions where he threw, threw four picks. Let's see a repeat of that this week, by the way. Um, yeah, so a good job for Calgary to get back-to-back. I, I always think it's hard. Uh, in a home-and-home home series, the win both have, but they were able to do it. Mosaic's not an easy place to win. So good on Calgary getting that one. And, uh, you know, some red flags there for the Ryder fans. They'll never admit that there is, but there should be. Okay. It was, it, it was an entertaining game. Yeah. yeah. This one most... So you watched this at home on TV. Yes, I did. It was an entertaining game. Um, the big difference is uh, uh, Kadeem Carey for Winnipeg. Um, he was the catalyst in that game. Great game. Okay. Um, he played really well. He's the running back in case nobody knows. Um, yeah. What are you talking was, about? He was out. Kadeem Carey. Yeah. Okay. He played for very Winnipeg. well. Winnipeg. Pardon me? You said Winnipeg. Yeah. No, I wasn't talking about Winnipeg for Calgary. Sorry. Oh. Okay. So uh, You said for Winnipeg. That makes more sense. Yeah. That confused me too, actually. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll stop talking. No. Go on. You want me to correct myself now? You sure? Okay. So anyways, um, Kadeem Carey for Calgary had a great game. He was the catalyst behind the whole thing. Levi Mitchell threw a touchdown pass in the first play of the game, and Calgary's defense played outstanding, and uh, they're starting to get a little bit of traction. And I got a shout out to uh, Colton Hunchek, who threw a pass um, out of the receiver position to another receiver, and it almost went for a touchdown. But then two plays later, our buddy, uh, Bo Levi Mitchell, threw an interception in the end zone. So, anyways, um, I, I really think that uh, Calgary, BC, Saskatchewan, I think they're all, they're all pretty much – they're all equal as far as teams go. It, it's and a coin flip in, right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. any one of those any one of those three teams could end up in second place. There's no doubt about yep. it. Um and as far as Calgary going back to back in Saskatchewan, Bo Levi Mitchell he doesn't lose in Saskatchewan. I think his record in Saskatchewan is six and two or something like that, which is which is really odd for Saskatchewan because it's hard to win there. Mm-hmm. Okay, but for some reason for some reason he likes to stick his middle finger up at Saskatchewan fans and, and he always wins in there for some reason. So, so yeah, they won again. So that's two games in a row. I'm looking forward to the BC game because it should be, it actually should be a good competitive game. I would assume. I hope I would agree. So, you know, 
We shall see. <laughs> so shall you see. picked Calgary uh, with 43 points. You were off by two. You got 138 points. That was a good run for you on that one. Uh, CJ took Saskatchewan just to be kind to Will. Uh, I went 58 points. I was off by 17. I only picked up eight points for that game. Not very good at all. Only eight points. Charles had three times as many points. Three times as many. Well, I can't do the math on that. Uh, the next game was a fucking Monday game. I, why, the, why play football on Mondays? I don't understand this. Yes, it's Thanksgiving. Who cares? I don't care what kind of a tradition it wanna, was. They don't, they don't want to compete with the NFL on Sundays. I don't want to play on Sunday either. Play Friday and Saturday nights and be done with it and let the players have a Thanksgiving weekend with the family. Yeah, but half of them don't have families in town. I don't care. We we do. I don't want to be watching football. Anyhow, Ottawa-Montreal, this was a lot closer game than what it should have been. Ottawa scored more points than they should have. Uh, I don't know what to say. Vernon Adams gone with a, a left shoulder injury on the six-game injury list. It is not something that surgery is going to help. Montreal did win. Total, total points were 36. Charles, I didn't watch either of these games. They were both finished by the time I even that they were on. Because like, they were like mid-afternoon and I'm working on my garden shed. Okay. So, Charles, you took 54. You were off by 18. That's 106 points for you. What do you think of this game? Uh, It wasn't a bad game for a while. Um, The Red Blacks actually kept it relatively close and interesting for the first little bit. Uh, But as the game – well, I mean, it was close right throughout the game, but – even though they were only a four-point difference, you never really felt the Red Blacks were going to win this game. Uh, the Red Blacks just aren't a very good team. And you hate to say that all you got the other team has to do is show up and they're going to win, but all the other team has to do is show up and they're going to win. I mean, let's face it. I mean, Vernon Adams only passed for 157 yards and a touchdown. Uh, granted, he didn't play the whole game. He got knocked out late in the game. But they didn't have to put up big numbers because against a team that's as poor as Ottawa is, you just got to put up, you know, even mediocre numbers are going to, most times is going to be enough to get you over the hump. And it did in this time. Uh, with all this, uh, Caleb Evans, um, he had the, the big debut and stuff like that. But, He's not ready for prime time. You can tell. The guy only passed for 130, 125 yards. I mean, it was a decent game. It was close. But in reality, like I said, I watched it, and I never really felt that Ottawa was, was in the game uh, and was ever really a threat to win it. Okay. William. You picked Montreal. In fact, we all picked Montreal. You picked him by uh, two points of 46. You're off by 10. You got 120 points here. Uh, not the best out of this game, but uh, what do you think? What's your take on this one? My take on this was, uh, sorry, holiday Mondays I don't have. 
I went to work on Monday, so I did not watch that game. I hate to say it, but, you but I did not. But you have DVR, and you go home and watch it again. Yeah, but I didn't watch it because uh, I, I saw the score, and it was Montreal, or it was Ottawa. So, I mean, the nice thing is for Ottawa, or sorry, the nice thing is for Montreal, they're not going to be last place in the East because Ottawa's there with a quarterback or without a quarterback. So, but I did not watch the game. Um, that's all I can say. Sorry. Well, Montreal plays Ottawa two more times. Can you believe it? They got yep. to play Ottawa four times this year. Uh-huh. Now, uh-huh. we've been talking about how pathetic Ottawa is. Now, Ottawa has two victories this year. Who they're against? Edmonton. Who's the worst team right now, Edmonton or Ottawa? Uh, it's Probably tough. Edmonton. Edmonton or Ottawa. You remember, Charles. Yeah. BC got beat by Edmonton. And so did I know Calgary. Yeah. And so did Calgary. But that was early in the season when, you know, they were still getting everything together. So. Yeah, I know. I don't think we'll do it now, but we don't have to play them again. I know. That's the sad part. I would like to play them again. Yeah. Now, we, BC has a very tough schedule for the rest of the season. Have you looked at it? Uh, two with Winnipeg, I know. we got Calgary this weekend. we got Calgary What's the record this weekend. Four we got four, Winnipeg, so got... then we go Toronto, and then we do Hamilton, and then we do uh, Calgary, and then we do Edmonton. Oh, we do get to play Edmonton last game. We do get Edmonton. Okay. November 19th. NBC Place. Hmm. I think he has the toughest schedule of all competitive teams in the Western Division. Coming down the stretch. You may be right. That is a tough, that is a tough schedule. It's a tough schedule for them. Hmm. I mean, you know, not Winnipeg. I know that. You, know, not, you can't go into a game in Calgary expect to win. You can go in there and hold a good fought game and, and a victory, but you can't go in there expecting a win. I don't know about Toronto. I'm kind of hoping that Toronto is, is a win without too much of an effort. Hampton should be a good win, but they play Calgary again. Well, I think for fans, what you're saying is right, but if you're a football player, you've got to go in expecting to win every game. Well, of course. And you, we do as fans, we expect them to win every game. Yeah. We pick them to win the game. Okay. Anyhow, what were we, we were talking about here? This, this was the uh, Ottawa-Montreal game. I was uh, yeah, yep. third point. There we go. We finished the one. DJ got 100 points plus third. Uh, at the end of Montreal, Ottawa. The last game of the week was the Toronto Argonauts playing again in the same week. How is that possible? They Ottawa did too. Yeah, no, both of those teams played again. They played either, and then they played 
other teams in the same week. That's why the first game was in this week. It was the week before. Okay, uh, Toronto 24, Hamilton 23. My God, what happened? I don't see this game. I thought Hamilton won when I first looked at it. Oh, gee, Hamilton won. Then Will corrected me and said that Toronto did Seven points. Uh, Charles, you picked Hamilton at three. You're off to 14. You got 14 points. You did not get the win. What nope. Did you watch this game? I did. This was actually, I thought, the best game of the weekend by far. Species play. But, well, that, that too. But, yeah, this is actually a very entertaining game. Uh, it uh, looked like it was going to get away from the Argos. I looked like I was going to be right for a while because Hamilton built up a lead. But uh, give credit where credit is due. The Argos, uh, they made the comeback in this one. They look like they might be dead and buried in this one. Uh, they went into the fourth quarter, and they were down. What was the score after three quarters? They were, Well, they were losing it after that. It was uh, 12. It was 13 to 5. And then I think they were up like 20 to 8 at some point. They, they, it looked very, very uh, rough for the uh, Argos for quite some time. It looked like they were in big trouble, but um, they were able to uh, pull themselves back and go out and get the uh, the last-minute field goal there by um, – What's uh, the kicker's name? Uh, field goal kicker. Morris Beatty, yes, the former uh, Alouette guy. And he goes out and he kicks it. And it wasn't a chip shot either. I mean, Beatty, nope. it was, was it 51 yards, I think, was the. Uh, yeah. yeah, 51 yards with uh, no time on the clock left to uh, complete the comeback in a game. Like I said, it looked like they were dead and buried. They were down 20 to 8. In the fourth quarter, but uh, boom, boom, they get a, uh, a couple. It was a forty-four yarder. No, I'm looking right at oh, it. Okay. Fifty-one yards. Well, according to CFL.ca, it BD in range at forty-four yards attempt would secure the Argos' second straight victory. Oh, because I'm looking at the uh, the play-by-play on CFL.ca, and the very last one says Boris BD field goal attempt, fifty-one yards, good. Well, it must so be from some, the 44-yard line, which and seven yards back is where they he placed the ball. Yeah, that's right, 51 yards. Okay. Yeah, that's how they count. But yeah, I mean, Four, and, and the Argos made it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the Argos, um, yeah, they made it uh, a a really good finish, a really entertaining finish. And it surprised me. Again, this was the road team coming back on the home team. This is the second home game in a row that the Ticats blew uh, a lead at home in the second half because they did it uh, a couple weeks before against Montreal. So that's a red flag for the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats. And this was a team that everybody was picking as a favorite at go, uh, coming into the season. But – here they are. They're they're having their struggles too. No one's, with the exception of Winnipeg, no one is playing uh, consistently. It's just been all up and down. Every team. It's weird, but hey, it makes for interesting parody anyway. So, but yeah, I thought an entertaining game, and uh, um, got to give marks to um, to the Argos for making the comeback. 
So do you believe that the powerhouse that everybody's saying they are? Who? You, Charles. So you cut out. Do I think you... Do you believe that the Toronto Argonauts are the powerhouse that everyone is talking about? Or I do you they believe they're the just the top of the division? I was going to say, I think they might be the best team in the East, but I'm not sure I would describe them using the word powerhouse. Because let's face it, a lot of these wins they're getting are over Eastern teams, and it's not like the East. Eastern Division is super competitive and got super, um, super uh, strong teams. So I think they may be the best in the best in the East, but I'm not. I'm going to stop short of calling them a, a powerhouse. With the way that the Western Division is sitting right now, with Winnipeg at top by the Riders and Leo and Stamps are tied, would Toronto make the playoffs in the Western Division? My answer is no. They might if it were a crossover, but I don't think they would be any higher than that. Well, they can't be a crossover because they, they would have to beat BC, Calgary, and or the Riders. Two of those three teams, they would have to be better than if they were in the Western Division. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I don't think they're better than any of those teams. Okay. Okay. William. Yep. Toronto, Hamilton, you, know, you watched this game. You were at work. I watched. Or were you home from I work? No, no, I came, I, came, I came home to watch that game. Okay. I didn't watch it from the beginning, but I did watch all of it. Um. You know what? The first thing I want to talk about is, and I know Hamilton didn't win, but um, Jagarin Davis dominated in that game. And mm-hmm. when you watch a performance like that from Jagarin Davis, I don't know how people can say Willie Jefferson is the best defensive end in the CFL because Jagarin Davis is outstanding. He is absolutely amazing. Okay. I guess it's because he's not um, on a big team. I guess. Um, I, I, you know what? It was. I thought the game in its entirety, the first three quarters, three and a half quarters, was kind of boring, to be honest with you. But uh, Toronto stuck around and stuck around and stuck around, and before you know it they can come back because there was not that much of a score differential, and that's what the CFL is famous for. Um, Lead is safe. Uh, no, and uh, <laughs> so so I, 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 is is Toronto outstanding? Yeah, no. They're not even close oh. to outstanding. But I think they are coming on, and I think the reason behind that is Chris Jones's defense, okay? Because they bent and they bent and they bent, but they still didn't score lots of points to get them against them, and then and then their offense eventually kicked in. I, I still don't know. I, I think, what's his name, uh, Toronto's other quarterback must still be injured because Bethel Thomas is not that good. You mean okay. Nick Arbuckle? I, I, 
Yes, Nick Arbuckle. Thank you. Bethel Thomas, Matt Dunnigan, Matt Dunnigan picked him apart that entire game, saying he was he never puts his his legs into his throws and it's all arm throws and yada da yada da yada and he missed some receivers and some receivers dropped some balls. But in the East, Toronto was right up there. So once again, congratulations. The East is the shits for another year. Okay. So, yeah. Yep. But you know what? Toronto or Hamilton could very easily be in the Grey Cup. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. So. Well, we know Ottawa is not going to be. And nope. just in look, looking at what's going on here with the uh, with the uh, Montreal Alouettes, it's pretty much sure that they're not going to be. They're tied right now with Hamilton at four and four and four and five. But losing Vernon and Adams isn't going to be a real good thing for them. So, will Montreal win any more games this year? Well, they got two against Ottawa. Is this where Ottawa actually gets to win a couple of games, or at least one, split with Montreal now that their quarterback's gone? I don't know. Is it going to leave a crossover position open for BC or Calgary, or Saskatchewan for that matter? Because, I mean, there's, there's five teams that are with a point of each other. One point separates five teams. There are four teams that have scored four, that have four victories this year. Hamilton, Montreal, BC, and Calgary. Saskatchewan has five. That's a log jam. Is one of those, BC, one of those Western teams going to come to a crossover? I don't know. BC's got a tough schedule. Have we looked to see if there actually is a crossover this year? I I have to assume that that, that is a rule of the league. Unless okay. they've announced mm-hmm. that they have changed it, I don't yeah. see how they yeah. could not, right? i got to think that there has to be. Okay. I I was told that there wasn't, but I don't – I don't know. I, I – I, to me, they would have to come up and actually say, no, you can't. There isn't a crossover, and I haven't heard that yet. So, anyhow, where were we? We were talking about that game. Uh, CJ picked Toronto at 52 points, ended up with 132 points total. So, this was a stellar week for CJ and Will. Not so much for Charles. Um, it was the biggest week of the year for anybody, but that's because there were five games. So, Willie ended up with 642 points for the week. CJ had just shy of 500 at 494, and Charles at 284. So Will jumps from last place to first with a total score of the year at 2038. He has 2758, and Charles 2660. That's that's not doing so good there. Coming Charles. down to the wire, baby. Coming down to the wire, we got... first to last. Yes, and Will went last to first. What is is the term there? Hero to zero? Stuck in the middle. CJ stuck in the middle. Yeah. Joker's on the left. 
<laughs> okay. Does that mean Charles is on the left? Well, I don't know what 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 is the the actual. I posted it. What? Don't you remember the? The Joker's on the left. Isn't it? Uh, no, no. I think it's clowns to the left, Joker's to the right. No. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Anyways. So you 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 guys pick out who you want to be, but I'm stuck in the middle. Yeah. In Facebook jail. Yep. Not happy about that. It's prediction time. We have three games in week 11. Winnipeg Blue Bombers into Edmonton to play the Elks. Montreal Alouettes into Ottawa to play the Red Blacks. And the Stampeders of Calgary to the Lions at BC Place. Jamie Knight, Matt Steinberg, Matt Hugh Cause, Christina Constable, Chris O'Leary, Jim Morris all picked the Blue Bombers win. What say you, Charles? I love to see these people going on on a limb, uh, but I'm not going to eat it because I'm going to pick the Bombers too. Because come on, who's going to pick the Eskimos right now? They're a team in shambles. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be um, putting in what's his name, Taylor Cornelius, as their starter. That didn't work all that well last time. Um, that's correct. He's going to start. Yeah. So yeah, this one's. I'd be shocked to see the Bombers. I know that anyone can – they say anyone can beat anyone on any day, but I just don't see Eskimos coming away with this one. I know they're at home. I don't think it matters in this case. They're a team that's just uh, kind of in shambles right now, and the Bombers are rolling right now. So i got to take the Bombers in this one. Uh, I'm going to say uh, 48 points, Bombers win. I actually had written down 48 because oh. I thought I was writing down well, you, my score, but I wrote down you 48 that in, for you. Be, I wrote it down before you said it. You know, Christopher, you can, Christopher, you can have 48 if you pick Edmonton. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Well, I could pick 48 in Winnipeg, too. I mean, that's that's real because the 48 is 48. We, we, should, we shouldn't be able to pick a number that's the same as another person. Just because there's no rule that you can't. William, right. who are you going to take her? Winnipeg, Evans. I know you don't like either. Neither do I. Yeah, but I'm not going to take Edmonton. You know that. Um, yes, I do. Let's pick Winnipeg, and I'm going to go 47. <laughs> oh, let's go, Liam. <laughs> I'm going to take Winnipeg, and I I went up high last time and got they they ended up with 33. Uh, I'm going to go into the 42 range this time. And you went 47. I forgot to write down you had it, but that's beside the point. Okay, next game uh, is a Montreal into Ottawa, and Christina Constable Constable. And Jim Morris took the Ottawa Red Blacks. The other four, the Montreal Alouettes. I think this game is going to be a lot closer because they don't have the badge. 
But that being said, I don't think Ottawa could be. Charles, your call. I'm somewhat tempted to take Ottawa just because Vernon Adams isn't there. I'm just not going to. I, I, I tried that once a couple weeks ago. It went horribly for me. I'm not willing to make that leap again. I know they're a, not a, I mean, they're a different team, Montreal. I think they still have enough to beat Ottawa because Ottawa is just Ottawa and Edmonton. They're in the Turtle Bowl for last place, but uh, I just can't pick it, Ottawa, even without Vernon Adams. Uh, so I think Montreal squeeze, finds a way to win this one, and I'm going to say 32 points, low scoring. 32 points. I, I think uh, the word you're looking for is brutal. Yep. Ottawa is brutal. Uh, William. Yeah, my question to you guys is, and I'm looking it up right now, but maybe you know, who is the backup quarterback? Matt Schlitz. Oh, Matt Schlitz. Okay. Okay. He at least has some experience. He was in BC, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in BC for a little bit. Um. Yeah, okay. Ah, uh, shit. What am I going to do? I should pick Ottawa. If you take Ottawa but, and they win, you're going to put some distance between yeah, Charles I know. and I. And if yeah, they I lose, know, but, it's a log jam. Yeah. Um, but you're going to uh, take Calgary. We're both taking BC, so. Matt Schlitz. Ottawa, match with Ottawa. Mm, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, uh, I'm gonna take Montreal. Uh, Montreal, thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. CJ taking Montreal at thirty-four. What did you say? CJ is taking Montreal. Yeah. 34. 34. Okay. Last game, the third game, is Calgary Stampeders in BC to play the Leos. Charles, oh, um, Jay Nye takes the BC Lions and Christina Constable takes the BC Lions. Stein, Cause, Leary, and Morris have taken the stamps. Charles, what say you? I would have been a little bit more comf- uh, comfortable and confident taking the Lions had this game been about two or three weeks ago. Calgary's playing a lot better right now. But having said that, I'm still picking the Lions because, well, that's just what I do. That's what you do. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take the Lions. I think this one could be a, it will be a close game. I think it will be a battle. Uh, I'll pick the Lions, and I'm going to say 42 points. Okay. William. I am going to pick the Calgary Stampedas and 45 points. Homer. <laughs> ever and ever and ever. Oh, I've heard, I've seen Will not pick Calgary more times than I've seen Charles not pick BC. 
That's true. I'm not sure I've ever done that. I know. So who the homa? Who's who the, the homa? Who the homa? Me? Oh, me, yeah. by far. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm the BC Lions. I'm picking the BC Lions here, and I'm going 52. I'm going high on this one. I, I think that's going to be a bit of a defensive struggle, but I do at the same time, I think the offenses are going to uh, be able to score some points. Uh, it's going to be the best game of the week. It's going to be the most interesting game of the week, that's for sure. Edmonton, Winnipeg, not interesting at all. Ottawa, Montreal is a snorball. BC, Calgary is going to be a good game. I hope. I hope. And Charles, you said well, it felt well, more comfortable. Well, Go ahead, Will. When is the, when is the BC Calgary game? Saturday. Uh, Saturday. Yes, at four. Saturday at four o'clock. All right. Are you so going? Three yards. Are you going, Charles? Charles, you going? Hadn't uh, leaning towards it. Haven't hundred percent decided about it. I probably will oh, because good. the one thing I don't mind about it because it, uh, the one thing I don't mind about four o'clock home games is that I don't get home at like twelve thirty at night. So that's uh-huh. certainly a plus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Charles, you did say that you would have felt more comfortable uh, a couple weeks ago with this game because BC was doing what you thought was better and Calgary was not quite so strong. I'm looking at this as Calgary has won the last two games and BC has lost the last two. And and they're each due for the opposite and BC is coming off a bye. BC and, coming off a bye. And so they're because, rested. Because CJ's in Facebook jail, you probably just didn't see because I just noticed it tonight. Jake, Jake Mayer, Calgary's backup quarterback, is in COVID protocol, so he will not be playing. I thought oh, I don't know. Or dressing. Yeah, he's, so. he's out for 10 days, he said. Yep. I did not know that. I did not see that. And just because I'm in Facebook jail doesn't mean I'm not paying attention, but I didn't see that at oh, all. Okay, yeah, I just noticed it before the podcast. I didn't even know about that either. So. So if Bolivar Mitchell gets hurt, it's going to be the Canadian quarterback. Yeah. Michael Michael O'Connor, I do believe is his name, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so that's, that's the games in a wrap. I'm going to put them in the drawer. Boom. They're in the drawer. So that's segment one, gone two, three, four. Uh, will losing Vernon Adams be a death blow for Montreal? That's the big question right now. Now, the big answer to that is no, because they're playing mostly Eastern teams for the remainder of the season. So, you know, they got two more games against Ottawa. And they got to play BC, so I'm kind of hoping that that's a good thing. Uh, Yeah, it's hard to say. And, I mean, I, I really don't know what the schedule is going to look like, so let's just flip over there for a minute. 
So week 11 on, week 11 is, uh, they're playing Ottawa this week. Then they're going to uh, play Toronto. That could be a good game. Toronto's probably going to take that one. Then Montreal plays Saskatchewan. They're going to get thumped. They're going to play Winnipeg. They're going to get thumped. They're going to play Winnipeg. They're going to get thumped. They're going to play Ottawa. They're going to win that one. I don't think that their schedule changes with with or without Vernon Adams. I don't think Vernon Adams would have made a difference against Winnipeg. Would they have made a difference against Saskatchewan? I don't think think Montreal was that good of a team that they could beat Saskatchewan. I don't think Saskatchewan's that good of a team, but I think they're better than Montreal. The iffy game here would have been Toronto. Now, I think Toronto's going to take that victory in week 12, but they probably would have done that anyhow. Charles, what's your thoughts on this one? Vernon Adams, is this a bad thing? Losing him, is it a bad thing for Montreal? Yes. Is it going to make a difference with the remaining schedule? I don't know. It may or may not. I mean, you said you didn't think they're good enough to um, beat Saskatchewan, and maybe not, but I think their chances of beating Saskatchewan are better with Vernon Adams than without Vernon Adams. 100%. Is it going to be a death blow? I mean, they're not finishing first uh, or second. They're not hosting a playoff game. I thought they had a shot with Vernon Adams. Uh, but that's not going to happen. Uh, in terms of making the playoffs, I well, it'll all depend on the crossover. I mean, if this is where the problem comes in. Uh, they're going to have to contend with the crossover. They're going to have to uh, beat out uh, a team in the West, whether it be BC, whether it be Calgary, whether it be Saskatchewan. So um, that's where the problem is. Um, I like I said, I don't see them finishing first or second. I think Hamilton's better with them. W- w- without Vernon Adams, Hamilton's better with them. Toronto's better than them. So uh, it could be a death blow. I mean, um, I'm not sold on Matt Schlick, although I haven't seen him play very much in the last few years. Like I said, it's a little bit better for them because at least he's a guy that has a bit of experience. It's not some raw rookie coming in. Um, but it could be a death blow. I don't know. I just, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not because, quite frankly, they're going to have a tough time making the playoffs at this point, I think. Okay. They've got four Simply victories Simply because of so the crossover. Far. They've got right. four victories. They play Ottawa two more times. That means they're going to have six victories. Okay? We, we have to agree on that. So they're going to have six yeah. victories at the end of the season. That means that BC, Calgary, Saskatchewan all have to have more than seven victories. They have to have seven victories or more to get a crossover. It means BC has to win three of the, their remaining games. That's going to be a hard challenge for BC to be to win a crossover position. Hard, but I don't think impossible. No, I'm not going to say impossible. I, I'm I'm really hoping that they're going to take a, a a game or two from Calgary, at least one. 
Already beat him once. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's not impossible, but it's uh, I'm I would not be banking on a crossover position this year. <sighs> if if I was a Western team, I would make sure that I'm in third place. Just I'm just saying, I think a crossover is not not very likely. <clears throat> so, with Vernon Adams out, the crossover is in definitely in play. If Ottawa can see one of those games, then there's a good possibility for a Western team. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Um, exactly Montreal what you thought. You know what? I, I, I don't. Montreal, you know, they had such a promising year in 2019, and then they came back in 2021, and they stunk the place out in my mind. They're not as good as they should be. Um, Vernon Adams hasn't been as good as he should be. Nothing about them has been as good as they should be. So I, I really think not having Vernon Adams is going to be a problem for them. So um, I picked them to be ahead of Ottawa. That's at the very best. Right. But if you look at what their schedule is for the rest of the year, they play the Riders and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers twice and Calgary. Right. Right. I mean, so they have... with, with or without Vernon Adams, they really don't have a hope in hell in most of those games. No, absolutely not. So. But they could steal one or two with Vernon Adams. Uh, yeah, they, without, without him, Adams, makes it a lot less likely. I I don't think it'll happen because, uh, especially well, you never know what what Saskatchewan's going to bring. And once again, how motivated will Winnipeg be? So those are things to think about, right? Because eventually. When Winnipeg is only have has one defeat near the end of the year, there you you play not to get hurt when you're in that situation, and there's going to be a lot of that. Trust me. Yeah, but Montreal plays Ottawa on the last game of the week year, and yep. they play Winnipeg in, in week fifteen. So. Yeah, how how many people are going to be rested? You know what? I honestly think that Winnipeg, with their second stringers playing, are going to beat Winnipeg or beat Montreal. Yeah, even with their second stringers? Even with their second stringers. And they play them two weeks in a row, the 14th and 15th. Yeah, who knows? Or in the first game... The second play of the first game, um, Zach Kolaris gets hit in the beanie, and then we got a football game, man. No, that, that, never that's know. true, too. You never know, man. It's football. Uh, Things change uh, instantaneously. Knowing so. what I know, if I was Mike O'Shea, I think I would be very liberal with playing Zach Caleros coming down the stretch. Yeah, but he's not he's not going to do that. Or he might do nope. that. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Who knows? Just 
to play Zach Caleros in the last game of the year against Calgary would be absolutely asinine. Ridiculous. Yep. Especially if you've got first place all wrapped up and you've got the Western final guaranteed. There's no yep. way in hell he should see. He shouldn't be on the sidelines for that. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, let's face it. We know that we know that uh, Zach Kolaris' quarterback coach knows all about concussions, right? And getting hit in the mm-hmm. head at inopportune times. So that's his offensive coordinator. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Sorry, his offensive coordinator. Bucky. I mean, I mean, Buck was a little bit more of a pylon than Zach Kolaris is, but okay. no way. Buck yeah. moved around. He scrambled. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, not not on not on those couple of plays that he got hit in the head in Winnipeg on. No, okay. he was just sitting he was, in the pocket was, and just looking looking for like God. A deer in the a deer in the headlights. I don't even think he was there. Well, actually, after the hit, we know he wasn't there. So, oh, I don't know where the hell he was. That was uh, Craig Butler, wasn't it? Didn't Craig Butler give him a vicious hit? Uh, I, I can't remember. All I know it was uh, that offensive lineman's no longer in the CFL, I would assume. Okay? Probably not. So. Well, he, hasn't, he hasn't been in a long time. Nope, nope. So, yeah. So what's going on yeah, with my keyboard know, here? You see, there's still lots of there's still lots of football left in the CFL, and all kinds of things can happen. True. You know, Cody Fajardo be, could become a good quarterback. Oh, sorry, that's my big shout out to Phil Miller. I I actually I was meant, meant I was I should have told you guys this. I had a I had a Zoom call from Phil Miller last uh, last Did Saturday. You? Yes. Wow. Yes, yes. And we we caught up on a bunch of things. And Phil's doing great, and so is his daughter. So and he's watching That's lots good. of football. And he's watching lots of football. So you should come back on the show. I don't know why he doesn't. Well, I, I think he's he's actually working again, so I think he's pretty tied up, and he's pretty tied up with his All daughter right. too. Yeah, I, so that's true. And and on top of that, he knows we'll bring up 2009 Saskatchewan again, and then we'll have to hang up. Yeah, but he's got a he's, he's got a pretty wicked setup. Um, his his computer and everything is in his garage, so that he could go out there and and be as noisy as he wants to, and not wake up his daughter. So kind of like me. And drinks beer. He sits there and drinks beer and smokes cigarettes. So. Hey, oh, okay. that's not like me. No. So, but it was I, good I, to I, catch up. I posted you, so. a, I posted a link. Yeah. Okay. You posted a link for what? I posted a link. Oh, that hit. <laughs> oh. Okay. Isn't that brutal? Okay. Craig Butler. Did you see that? He knocked his fucking helmet off. Yes, he did. Yep. I, still, yep. I still can see the hit in my mind. Let's just see if you can refresh my mind. 
Oh my God. <laughs> Just the, the yeah. helmet going flying the, on that. The too. only the only thing that should be different is his buster should be wearing orange, okay? Because he was like a pylon just standing there. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm just surprised Lord. he got up how he did. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm surprised as well. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's horrible. Mm-hmm. And there's also another vicious one uh, with Toronto. No, I think it was no. Hamilton. So, I think it was Jamal Johnson. I can't remember. Anyway. Look at the link. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. It's pretty funny. But that's why it's called football. Yeah. I I posted Mm -hmm. the link. It's awesome. It's awesome. Okay. Um, Just because. Where are we now? Uh, Taylor Cornelius to start for the Elks on Friday over a healthy Trevor Harris. But is Trevor Harris really healthy? Well, he didn't look very healthy in the last game. He didn't look no like kidding. he should have been playing in that game. So the big question is, okay, well, he's not healthy. So if he's not healthy, he shouldn't be playing the game. We, we, you know, we went back, we talked about this last week or the week before, when Bo Levi Mitchell was not – you know, 100%, although he's saying, yeah, I need to go. And, and Dave Dickens says, well, it's good. Mm-hmm. And like, like, no, it should be up to you whether or not he plays. Uh, it comes back down to the same thing. Jamie Elzaldo should not have had Trevor Harris playing that game last week. Plain and simple. And, and, and obviously he's not playing this week. Because he wasn't playing that good, and he got three points. And I don't think he got any yards. He got like 89 yards or something passing. Yeah, That's embarrassing. He didn't even hit 100 yards. He should not have been playing. So, yeah, what do you think? Taylor Cornelius, is he going to give the Elks any better chance of winning? They're playing Winnipeg. He might pass for more than 100 yards. I doubt it, but... (laughs) It's hard to say. Uh, I can't see Taylor Keneally's going uh, beating Winnipeg. No. I don't see it happening. No, me either. I mean, he should be playing. Obviously, he should. I think he should be playing over um, what's his face over um, Trevor, uh, Harris. Trevor Harris because Trevor Harris is clearly not uh, clearly not ready to play. He's clearly not healthy. William, what's your thoughts yep. on this quarterback situation in Edmonton? Do I mm-hmm. I, I don't care button? No, no, Trevor Harris is obviously hurt. There's no doubt about it. Okay. Um, I'd rather they start Ronda Hopi than, than Trevor Harris <laughs> or the Cornelius guy. <laughs> okay. I don't think she could pass the piss test. 
Just, you never know. Give her a drink, and she might think she can do everything. But um, <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, and you know what, Trevor Harris, he hasn't played that well this year, anyways. No. Nope. So I'm, I'm gonna assume that he's also had some hurts this year. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So no, I, I think they should try someone else since, I mean, in reality, Edmonton's really probably not going to go anywhere this year. So why hurt your quarterback even more, right? You hate for them to give up that easily or that early, but who knows? And I, and I tend to wonder, I mean, let's take this one step further. I tend to wonder if uh, Jamie Elizondo is going to have a contract after this year. Because he has not been that impressive. No, he has not. But neither did, oh. was Mike O'Shea in the first year. And everybody no, called over his I head. Mean, I honestly no, I put this that. more on Brock Sunderland, not Jamie Elizondo. Yeah, but Jamie if you're Brock Sunderland, coaching you the can. players. Well, no, I guess not. Right? Now, was BC Lions, were they terrible because of... Uh, uh, Devon Claybrooks? I think so. Had part to do but, with it. But I don't think, yes, part of it, not not all of it. But I don't think that um, Jamie Alzondo is that bad of a coach. I don't think he's been making that bad of mistakes out there. Yeah. And I hate when teams just give up on coaches after just one season, like, you're really going to give the guy one season to turn things around? And that's, that's not – to me, it's ridiculous. You give him a little bit more of a chance. If if it continues into a second season, then maybe you get rid of him, but not after one season. Give give the guy a little bit of a chance. They are calling for Chris yeah. Jones to come back to Edmonton. Well, of course. Yeah, I think it's really Carl, stupid yeah. because he just showed up. Well, yeah, you know, Charles, I was really disappointed in Calgary when they fired Matt Dunnigan after one season because that, I think that, he I had think that potential. Was a little I think he had potential. Yeah, the, no, yeah that was a different uh, – that one you knew was uh, – you knew when he hired him, he was a, um, a, a square <laughs> pig in a round hole. That He should never have been hired to start with. Did, did they have him as the general manager as well? Yes. Yes, sir. He, he, and that he, was the same ownership team that... Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He discovered Nick Lewis. Okay. I'm going to make you, with no experience, the GM and the head coach, and then what I'm going to do next is I'm going to give you my kid to play quarterback. Have fun. Oh, yeah. My other favorite line was, and we don't practice goal line stance. Why would you practice stuff like that? That's because they never got there anyways. Why would you need it? Uh-huh. Yeah. I just remember whatever. when Matt Dunnigan was the coach of the Stampeders, he was constantly yelling. He was always angry at something. Well, I mean, look, it, it, do you remember what the, the, the Barry, what, what Barry was, Doug Barry? The coach of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, he was like that too. He's another guy, just screaming, all Always nonstop. Yelling at stuff. 
Oh, what a great pitcher. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Vernon Adams, Montreal, death blow, I don't know. Taylor Cornelius starting for the Elks. Can't get any worse. Uh, we did. I did jump over this top ten receivers list. I, I, only because I want to, because it's absolutely stupid. I, well, it's the top ten. Top ten. Um, is it? Uh, well, it's, I don't believe it's it. It's not top ten receivers. It's the top ten highest paid receivers. I don't believe it. Why? Okay, look at it. What is the lowest one? What is the one with the least amount of money? Kamar Jordan at $135,000. Okay? Okay, yep. Are you telling me Brian Burnham doesn't make that? I don't know what Brian Burnham makes. What is that loony? Can I find that loony cap? Maybe they'll tell me. There's not a hope in hell that you've got Darrell Walker at 180. Lamar Durant in BC. There's no way that Lamar Durant in BC is making 175k more. And 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 Brian Durant, Canadian receiver. I understand he's a Canadian receiver. I understand that. Who's the Canadian he's, receiver? Lamar, Lamar Durant. Durant. But he's not yeah. worth $75,000 a year more than Brian Burnham. Yeah, but there's always, he may not there's be always, there's always been a, a, a big disconnect between Canadian receivers and American receivers because American receivers, I'm sorry, are a dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. I understand Canadian that. are hard to find, okay? And maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Brian Burnham's agent sucks shit, okay? You never know. <laughs> I'm trying to find it. This is Reddit. This is what I'm looking for. I don't know. I'm trying to find that Looney Cap website to see uh, yeah. the salaries, but I can't find it. I don't even know if that thing exists anymore because I can't find it anywhere. I mean, half the reason. I mean, Darrell Walker. Darrell Walker is not worth 180 grand in the CFL, but Edmonton paid him that much. Are they fucking dumb? Yeah, well, look what they're paying Brandon Banks. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't find that one, but... Kamar Jordan only making 100 grand, eh? 108, wow. So but I'm looking at this two thing. Years worth of, two years worth of injuries, so. I'm looking at this thing, and it said uh, Brian Burnham. The, the title is All-Star Receiver Brian Burnham Takes Hometown Discount to Resign with the BC Lions. There you go. Oh, maybe he did. 
It can't be under a hundred grand. That's not a hometown discount. That's poverty. Well, I don't think it is under a hundred grand. The lowest guy was like a hundred and thirty. So yeah. he could be making one twenty, one twenty five, something like that, and he'd still be lower. It's well, the lowest guy was Kamar Kamar Jordan was a hundred and thirty five. Yeah. I, I just believe that they've got Lamar Durant on this list at 175, and Brian Burnham's not on the list. Oh, maybe Lamar Durant wouldn't take the hometown discount. Toss them to the and Like yeah, I said but... before, teams will pay a premium for Canadian receivers. And also a hometowner, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's, he's from Coquitlam. Right? Yeah. Right. So there you go. And he hasn't played much because of injury. And what does Will say? He's injury prone. Well, he is. Wonder what Lucky Whitehead's making. Oh, I bet he's making the minimum. Well, maybe. Because he was a kick returner in Winnipeg. Yeah, pretty much. Speaking of that, did you see the x-rays of his hand that he posted? Yes. Literally yes. his hand was broken in two places. Oh, yeah, two yeah. two fingers are broken. Yeah. Yeah. And yet he tried to come back and play in that game. Which, quite frankly, they should not have let him do. Nope. But that's what they do. Players get to dictate. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that last week. That's a bad idea because players always, um, players always uh, will tell you that they're good to go. Yep. Yep. Yep, they'll always tell you that. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, I said that the other day when I was out ra- racing. They said, are you guys good to go? And I said, damn straight I am. I didn't have any brakes in the car. I literally had no brakes. And I know brakes are for women, but you do need them sometimes on the racetrack just to avoid other people. I don't use them during the race, but I do need them to, uh, yeah, okay. Anyhow, so let's go back to football here. Where are we on football? Those are the top ten receivers. What do you think of them? Do Do we need to go through the list? Number one is Darrell Walker. Number two is Lamar Durant. Shaq Evans in Saskatchewan. Brandon Banks in Hamilton. Greg Ellingson in Edmonton. Nick Dembski, Winnipeg. Uh, Tevon Smith in Edmonton again. Eugene Lewis in Montreal. Braylon Addison in Hamilton. And Kamar Jordan in Calgary. Wow. One... Two, 
three. Edmonton's got three out of the top ten paid receivers. They're sure not doing very well, are they? Nope. That's not They're not. Ellingson is not worth that kind of money anymore. He's, he's a ghost. 155000 is not that much money. Nope. It is. It is. It's too much money for a receiver. Oh, a talented receiver. What was that? A talented receiver. Yeah, yes, well, he I is. still, you know. So is Burnham. You know what? He's on the list. I look at, I look so. at, I look at, I look at Calgary, and they come up with receivers all the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, they're not paying those guys over 100k. Come on, Jordan, hundred thirty-five thousand. Right, and he's a veteran receiver. The rest of them on that team right now, I bet you you're talking a hundred, maybe. Okay, so let's go over to where are we? What are we looking at right now? Alex Bazzi is coming back to BC. BC Lions signed six players. And, and, and including Alex Bazzi and receiver Devere Posey, are they just yeah. I, the one? The only one that interests me. The only one that interests me here is the running back Sean Wilson. Mind you, this kick returner Quadriel Henderson is we we could use that. Yeah. Mm, yep. Especially if he can be a, 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 a well, he's a receiver return specialist. We need a running back. We need a fucking running game. BC Lions need a running yeah. game. I, I don't know if anybody's noticed this or not, but they need a running game. They don't have one. How do you go into? And this is going to be because it is goes into December. We've never played football in December before. The Grey Cup is in December. Yeah. You're going to need a running game in those cold If you're going to play football in December, you're going to be – yeah, they're not in BC place. I don't even think no. they're going to get a home playoff game. So if, if we're playing football in November and December, we need a running game. Yep. Hundred percent agree. That's what they need. These guys, and I made this comment last week that the Lions' running backs right now—they're way too small. They got a bunch of small running backs. They don't have a power back. That's what they need desperately. Well, no. Who who is this Sean Wilson? Do you know anything about him? I do not know. But I was glad just to see a little that guy or some running back. That I don't know. I don't know a lot about him. The downside to what I've seen in this thing is now they have to go through a 14-day COVID protocol or something. So we won't have them for the next two games. So. Okay, he signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, an undrafted free agent. Uh, he's five foot nine, 185 pounds. He's smaller okay, than Okay, another him. little guy. Jeez, another little guy. Great. We already got a couple of those. Why yeah. do we need another one for? 
I don't know. Quadrell Henderson is an American football player, wide receiver, return specialist who's a free agent. He's not he's signed with BC. Uh, what do we got on this guy? Uh, five foot eight, 190 pounds. He's smaller. Played with the Steelers, the Giants, the Jets, the Jaguars, the Panthers, the Steelers, and Blue Bombers. He was in the Blue Bombers in 2021. I am happy to to see Bazzi back. Do you you honestly think that he's going to make a difference? Uh, You know what? Football since 2016. Five years ago. Yeah. Fair enough. Where is he been? I'm willing to give him a chance. I was going to say, where has he been? He, he's he been around, but, I mean, 2016 was his best year. Huh. Okay. Uh, 2020, he was with the Argos but did not play. Uh, he was with the Eskimos in 2018 to 2019. He was last with the okay. Lions in 2017. Uh, and then he was down in the uh, NFL for 2017, and he played BC for 14, 15, 16 mm. before fucking off. So came back to BC, and then BC released him. Edmonton picked him up, and then Argos picked him up, never played him. Well, 2020, there was no season. Nobody played. Nobody played. So, so he was with the Eskimos till 2019, they let him go. He's now with BC midway through the season. Hmm. Oh, well. Let's see what happens. Yep. So, I, I, I'm not overly excited about him coming back, although he was a very entertaining player. He was a bit of a yep. beast. Yep. Yeah, he was. So, I mean, what did, what did he play? He played defensive end? Or? Was li- defensive, or was he a linebacker? No, no, no. I think he was defensive end. He's a lineman. Oh, maybe he can help uh, the pass rush. Yeah. Hopefully, but it's not going to be in this game coming up. That's what I read anyhow. It says that they have yep. to sit out for COVID protocol. Uh, as per CFL rules, all players will enter mandatory COVID protocol before practicing with the team. But it doesn't say for how long or what what that protocol means or, or I think it's a week. I think it's a week. Okay. So we don't, it might be, I'm not sure. This was October, this this article, and this is the 13th. So that's five days. Uh, They wouldn't be able to practice. They wouldn't be able to practice until this is Wednesday, Thursday. No, no, they won't be able to practice until Friday at the earliest. Yeah. I'm not guaranteeing that. I don't think they'll play this week. 
No, probably not. Okay. So, anyhow, I, we're done with this. Let's move on. Uh, with five games left, is there any hope for the Red Blacks? I think we've talked this one over. Nope. Yes. There's no hope. There's no hope. No hope. No hope. There's no the hope from hope the beginning they, of the season. No. They're <laughs> going to end up with two wins on the season unless they steal one from Montreal. That's, That's the, the only, only place I see them get one because they don't get play Edmonton again. No, no, they, they like <laughs> Milt Stegall said they're going to Ottawa. If Ottawa plays Edmonton every game for the rest of the season, they might make the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, so ditch the Red Blacks. Let's look at the power rankings, and these are the three foundation power rankings. Why are we doing this? Because we can. Okay, in the top spot, number one is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Number one, life is good if you're on the top with the blue and the gold and flexing number one spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck off. Okay, number two, I totally disagree with this. Uh, The Toronto Argonauts. Yeah, they, they, they came from behind to beat... Hamilton, but Hamilton's not a good team, a really good team right now. They're playing a third-string quarterback, and you guys had to kick a last-second field goal to beat them in a basically boring game. How do you put them number two in the power rankings? I'd put them number one in the power rankings if it was just the Eastern Division. But I can't put Toronto in number two, personally. Charles? I don't think I'd put them in number two either. No? William? Nope. Nope. Okay, so we're both in agreement there. They're, they're, they're not number two, and I, I honestly don't think they're number three or number four, but let's go, carry on. Calgary Stampeders in n- number three. They were in sixth place last week, so they're now in number three. Uh, yeah, they've won the last two games. They are looking good. I would definitely move them up the power rankings. Would I have them a, a, ahead of BC? Yes. Would I have them a bit ahead of Saskatchewan? Yes. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 I don't have a problem putting these guys in number three. Actually, I would probably put them in number two position. Okay. Yeah, Never thought we'd say how, It shows you how slack the league is this year. If they're a number three, fuck. Yeah. And should be a number two. Uh, number four, number four out of nine teams. Number four is the Hamilton Tiger Cats. How do two of the top two out of the four top teams power rankings happen to be Eastern teams? There's not a fucking hole. I'm sorry, I'm no. just absolutely not buying it. Nonsense. I can't put Hamilton above BC and, and Saskatchewan. I can't. Uh, okay, now we got Saskatchewan Rough Riders in fifth position. They were in third last week. They dropped back. I don't think they should have. And BC in, in fifth place behind Saskatchewan. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with them being behind Saskatchewan. But I don't think I would 
I'd have to put Calgary number two, Saskatchewan number three, BC four, Toronto, Hamilton, uh, Montreal, Edmonton, and then Ottawa. That that would be my list. But anyhow, in seventh place, the Montreal Alouettes. In eighth, they have Ottawa Red Blacks. And in ninth place, they have the Edmonton Elks. Wow. Who saw that one coming? Hard to argue, though. I am sorry. I, I think Edmonton is a better football team than Ottawa. I really do. I know they lost two games to Ottawa. I know they did. But I have to leave that fact alone puts Ottawa ahead. I know. I know. I don't think they're a better team. They beat BC and Calgary. Ottawa can't do that. <laughs> no. But they beat Edmonton twice. I know. Who beat BC and Calgary, so... So are you trying to tell me that Ottawa's a better team than BC and Calgary? No. That's what you were kind of looking towards, weren't you? No? Okay. I don't know. I I, I can't put Edmonton below Ottawa. There's just something about it. I just can't do it. No, I, I do put them. I just think they're not a good team. They're, I mean, I, I don't know where you would give Edmonton the edge. Uh, you're going to give Taylor Cornelius the edge over uh, what's-his-face, Evans in Ottawa? Caleb, Caleb Evans? On what? Caleb Evans, yeah. Yeah, but you, what are you going to – you can't. You can't put either one of them with a premium. Exactly. So uh, to me, I'm, I'm going on wins and losses, and the fact that Ottawa's beaten them twice—they uh, both that's have why two I wins. I can't put them ahead. What? They both have two wins. Right, but I'm looking at head to head. William, you okay? Are we falling asleep there? Yeah, that was me. Yeah, it sounded like a snoring. Don't be doing that. I was. I was. Don't don't be doing that. There's three minutes left. I can hold I know off. This. You can stay awake for three minutes, okay? Yes, I can. Absolutely. Okay, so this, uh, what's his name? The Grueling Truth has uh, the power rankings of Winnipeg, Toronto, Calgary, Saskatchewan, BC, Hamilton, Montreal, Ottawa, Ham- Edmonton, okay? So this guy at least puts Hamilton down in six, not four putting BC and okay. Saskatchewan. I don't have a problem with his listing so much as I probably wouldn't have Toronto in second place. I might have them in fourth. Yeah. But since BC and Toronto haven't gone head to head, Saskatchewan and Toronto haven't gone head to head. It's hard to really put one above the other one especially when these guys all have four wins. Toronto has four wins. Calgary has four wins. Saskatchewan has four, uh, five wins. BC has four. I know it's not about wins. It's about current power and moving forward. I don't know. I don't know. William, what would you have for yep. listings? 
Power you know what? I like. I like. You care? Uh, no, I do, sort of. They don't really mean much, do they? No. Nope. But I mean, of course, Winnipeg. Winnipeg should be number one. I once again, like I said earlier, I think you can interchange. I don't think any Eastern team should be in the top five. Okay. I think you could put BC, Saskatchewan, and Calgary all in there somewhere. Okay. And I really wouldn't care where you put them because I think they're all pretty equal. That's what I said. I think they're a coin flip. Uh, If we had to argue about it, I think I would put uh, Winnipeg, Calgary, BC, Saskatchewan, Toronto, Hamilton, Montreal, Ottawa, and then Edmonton. Since everybody wants to put Edmonton on, it has a very convincing argument to be there. I just can't put an Eastern team up that high. No, me either. I put Toronto five. Okay. Yeah, that's where we put them. Behind Saskatchewan, Calgary, and, and BC. Because I just think to myself, if these, uh, these teams are playing head-to-head, like if Toronto's playing BC or Toronto's playing Calgary or Toronto's playing Saskatchewan, I'm like, do I see a likelihood that um, Edmonton, that Toronto's going to beat any of them? And I'm going to say no. No. I agree. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm quickly running through. Let's talk CFL because we're I've, I've run out of time. I wanted to find uh, Belton Johnsons. And I just, Blog Talk Bitch just told me I'm 90 seconds away. Okay, well, so we don't have time. But well, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. No, I'm not finding it. Felton, where did you put it? I'm under 60 seconds now, so that's that's it. That's over. Okay, let's go over to this. Where am I? There we are. Okay, let's talk CFL podcast episode number 458. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. We got to talk to some football tonight. I, I want to give a shout-out to an old friend that uh, was uh, touch, reached out to me today and I had a chat, uh, Frank Stanishi. Uh, hey, ah. good, talk, chat, good chatting with you, Frank. You take care. Uh, Charles, say good night. Uh, good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this weekend's games, and we'll talk to you about them next week. And William, say good night, my friend. Good night. Good night, everybody. Go Stamps, go. BC sucks. Oh, God. <laughs> Is Mark back on the podcast? Must be. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.